Sing this sweet nigga. Thank you for coming.
We're gonna thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Grab a safer. We're gonna be learning this morning. Where's Brent? Lilu and Ishmat. Brent's mother, Zelda. Zelda Rezel. Zelda Rezel Bas Mayor. Chaim. Nisham should have an Aliyah and she continue to receive. The Nisham should continue to receive Nachas from her whole family for many more years with Rat Hashem. Also, Marty's father, Marty's, uh, not father, Marty's uncle just died. So we're learning memory of Dov Tzvi Ben Naftali. Uh, yeah, we'll do that. Okay. Okay. So, um, it's also Brenner's birthday tonight. <laughs> That's right. We feel it. We feel it. Okay, so Daf Lamed Aleph. Open up the page Lamed Aleph, please. There's something very interesting today. Daf Lamed Aleph and Achshar Savrei. So the, the thing that I want to uh, say before we look inside today is that although we already, <laughs> like kind of past games a few months ago, that you'd rather, like based on what Reb Aaron Karliner had said, you'd rather sit with a... Uh, a drunkard who is very mitragesh, even over bad things, than a cold, stiff-necked uh, uh, intellectual. It doesn't necessarily mean that's the goal. <laughs> Meaning, <laughs> it's that, that we have to understand that hitrakshut, from the, in the place that doesn't lead to, to good, may be better than a certain place, which is cold, stiff, nothing. But... What part of the Sefer is tactics to understand how to approach the place where you do feel you're mitragesh, but it's not the place that you want to be mitragesh. So it's not just, again, the Sefer is not just preparing you how to turn your heart on, turn your emotions on, but it's also when to turn your emotions on and when to also learn the holy art of distraction. And that's a very important method that he's going to be discussing today. The last thing we saw in the second paragraph in Daf Lamed Aleph, I'm going to read over it again. It's a short paragraph that we saw last week. He's quoting his, his, um, his father in the Imre Elimelech. He says, of course, every single person has moments of I want to be better, hear her tshuva. I want to be better, I hear her tshuva, a little bit thought of a tshuva, right? But what's the problem then? It goes away so fast. So we know that that's an avoda because I want those thoughts of I got to be better, I want to be better, I could be better, I want them to stick with me. I don't want them to just, you know, go away like, uh, with, <coughs> flow away with the wind. So therefore a person has to see that he has to put his, his, his thoughts into a place that when he starts to think about something and he wants these things to stay, it's almost like you have to create for yourself this box 
of like, oh, I'm having a thought that I would love for it to hang out with me a little bit longer. Let me consciously take this and put this into a little chest, little treasure chest, and be like, you're staying here, and I'm going to keep on thinking about you a lot more, right? And he's saying that's what the avoda is, the matzah, the platform for the avoda of the, of the machshavas is machshavot chazakot, strong thoughts. Now, I don't understand, like, strong thoughts can be bad thoughts are also pretty strong sometimes, right? So we're going to discuss now what it takes in order to do what we just said right now. Because obviously, when I have a moment of feeling enlightened and I want to be better, and I want to taste Kedusha, of course I want, I want to hold on to that and I want that to, to, to last. What happens though? He says, so often I get swept away by something else immediately. I get distracted. Sometimes it can be out of laziness that I don't move on with that good thought, but sometimes it's really just, I just get distracted by life. He's writing this 100 years ago. <laughs> Keep that in mind every time we learn the Sefer. This he's writing a hundred, 100 years ago, talking about the problems of distractions. <clears throat> so that's like the pat on the back, Kavschut, for us, I feel. Or it's the like... Good luck, buddy. Like, I don't know which pat it is on the back. Like, either, wow, shkoyach, or, yeah. <laughs> Go for it. In Baltimore, one of the sweet yidin I know there, he, uh, he was with me Motzei Shabbos at, at an event, and then he picked me up early Sunday morning to go and daven in his shul where he lives. And he's the only yid besides Hanan Ben-Ari that I know today that's in the modern world that doesn't have a smartphone. And he said to me, listen, I'm just, I know I'm, I'm losing out on a lot of inner chatter and friend, you know, things that go on between people, messages, videos, pictures, and all that. But my Rebbe, his Rebbe was, was Reb Tzvi Meyer Zilberberg. That's the one we learned from the Sichas on Friday. He's, it says he's fiercely against it. And he said, I just feel that even though I may be losing out on a lot of things, I think I'm not losing out on what actually really matters. So deep. So deep. Chomer l'machshava. Mamash, chomer l'machshava. Okay. <coughs> so now let's go like this. Our world. This paragraph is basically our story today. It's our story yesterday. V'gam bi'inyane, we're in the bottom of Lamed Aleph. V'gam bi'inyane ha'olam, Yeda inish benafshe, shekasher yeralo ish bedavar, as im yatri techef binyan acher, velo yelo pnai lachshov mara asher asaloze, lo yit ragesh kaaso, velo tit gale bekirbo midata gvurashebo. Someone told you a nasty comment in Shachris right now. Let's just say someone told you a nasty comment in Shachris. Like, I, mommy, I just got a, a message right now from someone. That was going to tell someone else a nasty comment in Shachris, and they asked me to be the shliach to give over the nasty. The, 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 <laughs> they asked me to be the shliach to give over the nasty comment during Shachris. Always l'shem shemaim, you know. Anyway, so he says over here, if something bad happened to you, but if you get distracted right away from that nasty comment, like someone told you a nasty comment after Shachris, right? So and then. Right away, your wife calls you and says something actually nice, or even something bothering, but it turns you away from what that guy had told you in Shachas. So he says, you know what? You know what you basically prevented? You didn't allow Ka'as to 
להתרגש, like you, you prevented התרגשות. Mm-hmm. We're always talking about, no, you should become an איש מתרגש. He's saying you actually prevented negative, I would say, flaring, uh, inflammation. Some, whatever you need to use, right? You prevented it because you got distracted in a good way in this situation. And in you, the midah of gvura, but not the good kind of gvura, the, the, the negative kind of gvura, is not midgale, doesn't become revealed in you. Only what? Rak imit, fourth line, Rak imitenet machshavto matzal limidat gvura v'yachshov mina ish, only if you actually give it space and you say, oh, here, I have a platform for you. Come and rest on here. Come, let's explore you. Let's see how right you are, right? And you start to think, then you'll start to think again about that nasty comment. When you give it room to breathe, these nasty comments which make you have nasty thoughts and negative thoughts about the person that told you what he told you, you are providing it life and sustenance. You are giving it the space to come and like spread itself out on this platform. And then you'll even come to, wow, you're going to, be, you're going to feel so alive. But what's your lifeline based on? Your, your hatred toward this person. So is this what we're trying to do? The Rebbe's saying no. We want you to be alive. We want you to feel things. We want you to feel passionate about things, but we want you to feel passionate and receive life from the right things, from the proper things. So you say, it's not alone that at the time that this midah already woken up in you, that it's connected to your thought. What happens when it comes to things that really touch us? Then even when I don't think about it at all, I'm not worked up or anything, and I'm sitting like this, having a nice walk, having a stroll, and then a color I see, or a face of a person reminds me exactly of that person that wronged me, but it made me feel nasty, it touches the buttons right away. This person's not around you. It's because I'm not around you. But because you gave it a little bit of an entry into your emotional well-being, when, when you allowed a person's nasty comments to actually do something to you, every time there's an iskur, every time there's some kind of a memory of it, or some kind of a uh, link that you see in your life that brings you back to that person, it's amazing. You can be in a good place in life, and then suddenly, boom, you think about this person, and what they said to you, it brings back all this nastiness. Because that's what happens, he says, when the midot become mitrakshot. But he says that also happens when it comes to love. Now, Reb Shlomo used to say like this, Why is it so important? Remember Yerushalayim. You could tell what era he said this. I remember that Carter is president right now. What does that help me in life, that I remember that Carter is the president? 
That was 76 to 80, right? Come on, faithful citizens. Come on. Yes. What's that? He had one. He only had one. Uh, one. One Right. And it was enough for many. For, it was enough for many, many years. Right. So he says, "What does it help me? I remember that. Car- does that help me? It's like, in this case, for many people, remembering that he's president may have caused them like everything's fine in life." And they remember he's president, and boom, all this bad stuff comes up to them again by certain people. <clears throat> Yerushalayim, he said, he said, every time you see something beautiful in the world, it should remind you that Yerushalayim exists. That's what it means, Yerushalayim, tishkach If I remember Yerushalayim, if I forget about Yerushalayim, then when I see beautiful things, it'll come and go. It won't remind me of what the real beauty of the world is. I thought that's a beautiful pshat. Yeah, how deep that is. Yerushalayim, it means Yerushalayim is the headquarters of beauty. If I forget Yerushalayim, beautiful things won't have an effect on me. It won't have an effect on me, right? It's beautiful. So he said, that's how he ends this paragraph. It's like this with anything in life, love and other things that kind of stir your emotions. That if you don't have this ability, I, again, I think this is what he's saying, is that it's always going to, they're all triggers. They're all triggers. But if you know that they're all triggers, choose what? <coughs> Bless you. Choose what to focus on with what triggers you. Now, I would say up until till now, what, what, what would I take from this last paragraph? This may seem like a tachbula, and many of you might say, this is impossible to do, b'sha'at ma'aseh. Prepare your distractions in a good way, right? So what are you going to say now? You see, this is why it's so important to live with a smartphone. Because it prevents me from going to bad places, right? <laughs> because I, I land in sheer. Listen, I get triggered. It, it touches upon certain things that I don't want to go to with bad thoughts about people. Let me just put on a YouTube and I'll be out of there. Okay, I don't think he's saying that either. What do you think he's saying about using the methodology of distractions? Like, what would be an example that he would give in 1920? Of when, you, when someone comes up to you after shul, tells you something nasty, and you remember that if you got distracted before, you'll start thinking about it. How do you cause a distraction? Is that even possible to consciously bring in a distraction to your life over something that really irks you? What do you think? Having favorite pasuk that you just say, something that comes to mind that you just, just like we're easily distracted, we can use the easily distraction. That's what he's saying. Right. So you so think like, you do you think that would work? Yeah, like I don't know. <laughs> You're saying to prevent a negative thought about someone. To prevent a negative um, reaction. reaction flaring up inside. <laughs> to prevent those buttons being pushed, thus causing you to like sink in. To, to give to give strength to the negativity, yeah. He's talking. I, I, yeah. I tend to like make up a positive, fictional positive story, that would somehow contextualize why the person is that way. Because even though it's a, I know it's a fictional story. The real story I don't know. So like, <laughs> does that work? It does. Really? We have so many yeah. real positive stories. Right? So for example, what did you do right. for the toothless Frenchman? 
who put you yeah. into dad and oh. kept here. Right, so I, I, I worked through that a lot. Uh, first of all, I thought he has to wake up every morning being him. That's uh, just reason enough for to have compassion on him, that he had to look at himself in the mirror. But also, can you imagine like the trauma and abuse that he experienced that but resulted did that help in you? such a callous heart? Did that help you? Yeah, totally. That helped you? Yeah. It just Was that a distraction? Like, I guess it's not a distraction. Well, it is a no, distraction. No, that's actually the digging. That your brain is working and you're imagine, imagining things. And... It seems to me that's actually digging you deeper into the sugya just from a different angle. So it's not a distraction. Uh, it, no, it may be a good tactic, but I think over here he's here he's speaking about like I I get like what was his name Michelle Michelle right he's not <laughs> not, not a yid right yeah. right I think him right so distraction is. Um, replacing think about different with something yeah. else maybe another a, a woman named Michelle that was your mother's friend in oh, you know like uh, you're saying distracted totally different course uh, listen over here well he's going to give another example uh, from animals actually in a second but it seems like that's what that's what he's saying over here is that when you give the when you take that negativity and you place it on the platform that we placed for ourselves to figure out who we are but you're choosing to figure out who you are and what you're about through negativity, you just give more space for the anger to have in place. You're just uh, distracting yourself as a, as a form of repression, and it's just going to come up at another time, as opposed to actually going to the root and neutralizing it so it doesn't manifest in another way. Yes, but yes. There's a time for it. Doing that, Bishat Maisa, never works. It's never like, this guy, I can't believe what he just told me. Let me work on my emotions right now and figure out the root cause of why I feel like this. No, no, no one ever does that. You do that work, right? The work I just said right now, that's what you do after in a... In, in a 20 minutes later. By the doctor, or you do it, or you do it and he's devoted to it. You don't, you don't do, right, you're not... Do, remember there's a story, um, Reb Melech, you know this story, Reb Melech, Reb Melech Lezhansky used to have, say that uh, every time before he would get angry, he's like, I, I have a coat that I wear, that I have on the second floor of my house. You know the story? Yeah. And before I get angry, I'm going to go put on the coat. And in the beginning, he actually did, right? It would still, and he would get angry, but by, by a few times after him, like getting angry and then walking up the stairs to get the coat, he already got distracted by like being on the second or third stair. Like, what, is, what did Laser Brody used to say about the anger? But, right? Said, get angry, but first go Yudke, okay. then get angry, right? There's all these tactics to like for a second to like you. You say, no, 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 it's fine. You can get angry, like all these diets. You can eat whatever. You just got to do that one thing, right? So after a while, there's like this thing that prevents the automatic button from going on, and I think that's what he's. I think this is what he's. This is what he's. Uh, he's leading us to. Yeah. If somebody says something angry to you, and every time they do, or anybody does, um, I was told, okay, breathe, count to ten. Yeah. Would that be a distraction? Would that be considered a distraction? As if you just con- consciously count to ten. A certain, I think, to a certain extent, no. It works for you. Do you do it? One. <laughs> <laughs> look, look, look what he's going to go now in this next paragraph. This is very interesting. Because now he's going to give an example from the animal kingdom. Look, what he, look at this. 
גם הבהמה והחיה מתרגשות. Also the, the animals that also have התרגשות, like they have this excitement. אם באהבה למיניהם, אם לכעס ופחד. It could be like affection that they show to their own species, or fear and trepidation from other species. Even though they don't really have that, If you distract an animal, you see how fast that distraction works by an animal. כשיקו למשל את החיה מתרגשת בקצף, ומיד ייתנו לה אוכל, או אף אם יוליכו אותה בחוזקה ויעטפו אותה למקום אחר, לא תתרגש בקצפה, בפני, like when you, when you, okay, when you, you know, when you hit it, right after it was acting out, when you hit it to get it in place, but then right away after it gets hit, you lead it to food or whatever, it forgets, for a, it forgets immediately that it was just hit. Because the, the, the instant distraction and giving it what it thinks it wants, with an animal, it's not exactly the way it works with human beings, but because you, it, there's no, like, their dot is so small. Sm- not always, I know. But, <laughs> <laughs> but their dot is so, is so short that... <laughs> their dot is, in, in most situations, is very short. So therefore, the moment after it gets hit, but then it gets, gets food, so it's, it's distracted. And, and it doesn't go back to that place that it was a second ago. Because it doesn't have the space anymore to like lay it all out on this platform. And say, "Hmm, let me think about this more and more and more." Now, as it is, it doesn't have that ability. But by us human beings, it's like we, we, we love to spread out these thoughts that trigger us in a bad way, so much so until before we know it, we are completely drowned in it, completely drowned in it. Yesterday morning, I had to play in the, in, uh, in the old city, and I was with one of the I bless you all with a friend like I have of this fiddler, Nimrod. This guy is, he's one of my closest friends in the world. And he is constantly working on this, kind of on this stuff in his own way. And it's amazing how some of the, some of the most ridiculous comments were said to us, whatever, not, not important, but, and he kept on looking at them and looking at, uh, looking at me and saying, וואו, זה מדהים שזה לא אשמתם. This is not their fault. Like their, their, their stupidity and the way they were acting and the comments they were saying, he kept on going to Kafka and was like, this is just not their fault. Mm-hmm. Next, next song. Mm-hmm. He didn't, he just basically like said, let's just like not try to analyze and let, let's also stop analyzing what does this say about me, that, what do they think about me, What, how am I projecting myself in the world if this kind of comments can come to me? Whatever, he's saying. And, and the point was, he was just like, let's wrap it up. It's not their fault. They were Tino Koch and Ishbu that can talk like this. And weiter, hala. Yeah. Now, what prevents you from doing, what prevents me from going to that place? Ego. What about <clears throat> the ego? 
What about it? Like, why do I, why don't I believe that it's healthier for me to just wrap it up, don't spread it out on the platform and go fight it? That I'm it's missing something. Look at the larger picture. I Meaning, being about to nullifying yourself is, uh, I think, everyone in theory could say, "Hey, that's the right thing to do." But on, at the actual moment, to sort of step away, take the bird's eye view, and say, "What am I? Who am I?" I'm like, is a murder. Yeah, it is murder. That's what I was saying before. That deep avoda of like figuring all this stuff out of where am I in life? Don't do those. Qu- don't try, to, don't try to figure all that out when someone just ticked you off. That's not going to be productive and you'll, you'll end up in a worse <clears> place. <throat> but to take the high road of like, okay, in the bigger picture, life would be so much better for everyone that's in my life if right now I didn't allow this nastiness to spread one more iota. No, and you don't worry. Like to me, in my mind, there's a voice that's saying, oh, you're being a cop-out. You're not dealing with life. And I've caught, I've caught that to be the Sutton, Baruch Hashem, many times this year. Yeah, you ever have that voice? Mm-hmm. It says, oh, look, you're just, you're copping out. You should be dealing, this is an, what an opportunity to deal with life right now. You're copping out. The time for everything. It's an internal gauge to determine whether there's something productive that could come from this. You know, He's saying there never is. There's something I think you'd want me to tell you. I'm not going to be like, oh, it's not his fault. You know, like there's the time to receive. No? But that, that's not the time to receive. I mean, that, in that moment, is exactly. But you have to be, like that's not the place or the time or the setting to do real, you know, serious work that I think you're alluding to. But the ego says, ah. Hashem Yishmur. Okay. Vitachat, we're in the middle of this paragraph. Vitachat Shadam Yahola Harkahlaskirtmuaraot Shasulo. The fact that, you know, as opposed to an animal, man is able a few hours after whatever happened to remind himself how he was wronged. Ulihit Orer Azbekas and to then become enraged hours after something happened to you, or sometimes days, months, or years. Right? This is not only a man, only a human being can do this. An animal can't do this. Right? He's like, you know, meaning, I don't know how to say that in English. How do you say that? What's that? Yeah, yeah, I didn't have the opportunity to let out my rage then, but thank God now I remember how much I'm angry, right? Wow, thank God. Now I'm going to, right? He's like, what a joke, what a joke. So the animal kingdom, they don't have this way of thinking. So they could get a little bit, mo- you know, moved in a bad way during the act, but not afterwards. So he's saying, again, he's, he's, he's comparing this. He's, it's a very important thing that sometimes there's something to learn from animals. Basically, sometimes in this level, in this, in, in what he's saying over here, there's something to learn from it. 
But, but unfortunately, not unfortunately, what you can't learn from an animal is how to harp on the good thoughts. <coughs> because they don't have that either. Like the fact that their dot is katsar helps us with the art of discovering distractions, but it doesn't help us with how do I make sure I stick um, and spend more time with thoughts and good places that I want to be in. That, they don't, that, that we can't learn from, uh, from that world. Okay, now jump to the next paragraph. Hainyan hu kinoda shebina hi hamoledet et habino et hamidot. The truth is David. Do you see? Do you see that, Mister? How does he say it over there? It is known as Svira bina brings into being the next set of Svirot. Gives birth to the next set of Svirot. So on the chart, it's getting a little bit, whatever. It's okay. On the chart, we have Chochmah, Bina, and Das, right? At Bina gives birth. The, Bina is a deeper level of understanding what happened to you in Chochmah. Okay? Chochmah is this moment of, wow, look, something, something amazing happened. Bina is a little bit of an internalizing of what just happened here. And Bina in, in, in the Kabbalistic works is called Ima, M. It's the mother. It gives birth. It, it produces the next stage of all the midot that we have. You may have to uh, translate one more line after. I'm, okay, I'll, I'll let you know. Ve'lo mi'bina atzma, rak me'abchinat tvuna shehi acharit habina, l'chen ninkret em habanim. Yeah? This is brought forth not from the essence of bina, but from its lowest part called tvuna, discernment. Because of this, Bina is referred to as the mother of children. Right, that's what we said before. No. After these emotions are created and revealed, they gain strength as a, as a result of the main mindfulness that comes to them from the two spirits preceding them. Chachma and Bina is channeled through Tabuna. Okay, so he says it. I'm going to read that in Hebrew. This is all brought down. Anyone know the Eitz Chaim is? Chaim Vital, the student of the Ariya Kadosh, right? So these are very high stuff right now. But he, and he says over here, We're not here to give structures of like, that's other svarim of like how each sphere works, what each one means. You know, that's not what this sefer is about. But but the fact that he brought it down is to is to mention something important in the context of our learning. Rak echi ba'adam v'ashayach li'inyaneinu ba'avodato yidbarach. But we bring these concepts down in this sefer to see how it's shayach in our own avodat Hashem. V'kvar hevenu bechovat atalmidim. <clears throat> I believe he's referring to the Balatani over here. What is what 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 are the most the most common meme that we see all the time? And even even though they they attribute it to John Kabat Zinn or other mindfulness gurus, but it's not there's, you are where, your thoughts are. right? You're governed. Your malchus is where your thoughts are. 
like where you where you are presently in your mind determines how you sit on your throne. Now, a king, like the Gemara in Erechim says like this, who is fit to be a king in Am Yisrael? Someone who can first be a king over himself. If you cannot be a king over yourself, that means you cannot be a king in Am Yisrael. In the context of our learning, what is he saying, basically? What is he saying? If every time a nasty comment or thought comes up to you, and you don't have the ability to, to, to get distracted, or even I would say to do what you did, or whatever it takes for that nastiness to not govern you, then you can't, effort, you, you, you still got a lot to learn. But I would also say like this, if you are a person that when good things happen to them, you do not allow yourself to be in the moment of that happening, you're also just as, you know, just a shvach of the other person. You know, I learned something very deep this Shabbos. This, this young rabbi that got installed in this shul that I was at, it's very big on mindfulness, this guy. It's a very, very, very beautiful person. During his, during his speech at his installation, <clears throat> and it was such a, I, I was laughing about it, it was like such a big event, production. I said, my installation, Rabbi Riskin came, Avi Shmuel poured him vodka, <laughs> that was it. <laughs> this was like massive. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe how, how, how the whole thing was. And there's a lot of things that could be distractions in a bad way. But he kept on working on himself and he kept on pausing while he was giving his, his speech. And he'd be like... Even during the speech, he kept on needing to blow his nose because... He, not, not really blow his nose because he was tearing up a lot. And he said, right now I'm, about, I'm going to blow my nose because I don't want to be distracted every two seconds by trying to go like this, because I told myself I'm going to be present here in this moment right now. The hundreds of people in this massive room. I learned a lot from this. A very, very special moment. <clears throat> it takes a lot to consciously choose to say, I know that what's happening here is a very special thing. And even if right now it may seem like I'm losing the momentum or whatever it is, I know what I need to do to stay focused and how I want to stay in the moment of this, even on the cheshbon of not looking so cool, of not looking like you're keeping it so cool. It was beautiful. I learned a lot from it, mamash. So, again, we're on the top of Lamed Gimel, we're just going to finish this paragraph. Or maybe not, we'll see. Again, we have to just basic Kabbalah, okay? There's ten Sfirot. Now, when we, in Sfirat Omer, how many Sfirot are we using? Seven. Which ones? The bottom seven ones. We don't do, there's no Chochmah Binadat or Keter. It starts from Chesed, Gvurati, Fernet, Malchut. <clears throat> Malchut is, is the bottom sphera. Malchut is how we basically in this world <clears throat> are able to do something with the, all the spherot that, 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 that the midot that come through the spherot. So he's saying that Malchut, when a person has Malchut governing over themselves to whatever extent they're able to, 
they're able to give birth to something in this world. Something positive in this world. Umeata, kevan shebeemtsaut habchinat malchut shebatvuna, haynu shebachshava shebaadam midotav noladot, vehi hamosefet bahen koach gam achar shenoldu, al yedei hamochin shemimal hanimshachot lahen al yada. I'm just going to finish this in English. In Hebrew and David will translate it. לכן המידות כל כך במחשבה קשורות. The midas are so connected to, to our thoughts. We always think midot are like you either have it or you don't have it. You either have these traits or you don't have these traits. It's not true. Midot, <coughs> these, these measurements, these, these emotional pieces of spiritual DNA are usually products of the way we train ourselves to think. And not, I'm either born like this or I'm not born like this. My father was a ragzan, I'm a ragzan, meaning a rogez, right? Or my grandmother was patient, I must be patient too. This is not how it works. V'rak shenoten lehem matza b'machshavto lehistanea mitchaskot u'mitgadlot u'bilada nigvaot v'neesafot chish maher. Yeah, David, if you could translate all that. This, ex- this explains why emotions are so closely connected to thought. Thus, only when our thoughts infuse our emotions do they grow stronger and greater, whereas without thought, they die and quickly disappear. Meaning, without thought, I, I have a midah of a good, like I have, I have something beautiful that's happening, and I don't give it the, the world of, I don't give it place to breathe. What was the example he gave that we saw in the beginning of Shir? Hirhur Tshuva. If I don't give the Hirhur Tshuva, the thought to like come out into the world, it's gone before you know it. And you even end up forgetting that you actually had a moment that you wanted to be holy. And that's the saddest thing in the world. Because we have many of these moments where we have the Machshava Tova. So thank God, Chazal told us, by Hashem, Machshava Tova, HaKadosh Baruch Hu for the Maaseh. That when you have a good machshava, but you weren't able to do it, God is like, you know, He connects it as if like you did a, you did a good thing. But we, we don't have that ability because we forget what the machshava tova even was. By God, He, he like gives it a shidduch to like a mindset on a certain level. But we don't give it this. Again, so the platform here is so, so, so crucial both ways, for good or for bad. Okay, lachen, lachen. We've got to do this next paragraph. לכן, אם רוצה אתה לגלות ולחזק את התרגשויות הטובות מנפשך, therefore, if you want to discover and strengthen these positive and holy and, ex- and, and productive and good points within you that arouse you, and you want to give the platform to grow even more, מוכרח אתה ליתן להם מצא. You got to give them a place where they can linger. You got to give them this chest, this treasure chest. You got to honor it. I think that's what he's saying. You have to honor and give it space. Let it grow. Strengthen the holy thoughts you had when you thought about something that brought you stronger. Charles said a good thing a few weeks ago in Shia. I don't know who noticed it. Charles said that he has a new sheet of, of learning 
during the week with, with when he's driving, whatever, one shear that he listens to four or five times. By Shabbos, he's, those thoughts of that one shear are so strong. I think it's a very important thing. Because today, what do we have between Wayu Torah, Torah anytime, and you name it? Thousands and thousands of hours of, 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 of Talmud Torah. Uh, 2.0 speed. Yeah, don't get me started. We already spoke about that. <laughs> They're right there. So you end up kind of listening to, I don't know, 13 cheers a week. No, am I being very... Uh, Generous. Very generous. Three? Still? <laughs> and what do you end up with? You that's at one level of understanding, chizuk ha-machshava. But he's saying, if you want to discover these good places in you, chazeket machshavcha ha-kdosha, shetachshov mikdushat inyan hazeh shenitragashta bo, lo besichliyut ve'amkut, ve'amkiyut tachshov, az rak machshavta ha-pshuta ha-rechava. You can't think about it too deeply? That's okay. You're not gonna, yeah. if you just think about it in a very, not, not shallow way, I don't like to say shallow, but in a very, Simple way, that's also okay. I think the ego says, if I can't think of something really deeply, I'd rather not think about it at all. He says, eh, chill out. Just have it in your hemisphere. Just have it, have it lingering over here. Have it, have it part of your consciousness. How deep, how not deep, it's a schut. How deep it can go into you. Make sure it's part, this good machshava. Make sure it's good, if it's just part of your consciousness. So it's hard to do this kind of work with something like davening. Why? Because davening is constant. Davening is all the time. You're used to it. You're accustomed to davening. So it's a little bit harder to lead to Ragesh from something that happens all the time. Don't set yourself up for failure. Choose something, he says, that doesn't necessarily happen three times a day. Tov yoter sheyesh Choose something that's much rare, uh, that, that shows up less frequent. Like what? Kigon? Shabbos. HaShabbat. Sheyesh izman, shulak echad It's once a week. He's saying, we want you to be in touch with the change that happens in you and then harp on that change, a beautiful change, and be in the moment. Shabbos, the time changes. Everyone looks different also. The way you eat is different. Everything about your, your life becomes different. Zone into that feeling of different in a beautiful way. Don't try to do this kind of avoda. No, shachis minchan marev. It won't work. Umikol sheken yom tovu pesach. All the more so when holidays come, which are even more, uh, you know, less frequent. Ki bahen yoter yakalecha lechazeku lerachivet machshav decha. It'll be easier for you to strengthen your mind when things happen on rare occasions, as opposed to the things that are happening all the time. Does that make sense? Does anyone Does anyone not understand then? That's an important yisod here. So you want to do this work of like strengthening your mind. Why is he saying it? Why is he saying not to do it with things that happen every single day? Because it's too hard. Why is it too hard? Because it's it's like trying to pay attention when you bench. 
possible. <laughs> Why? Because it's by root. You're it's right. automatic. Yeah. yeah. It's automatic. It's, it's automatic. You're setting yourself up. To it's automatic. Well, I'm concerned about the, this idea of these very infrequent once a year. Because at the same time, it might build these huge expectations. And, it, and then we're going back to the very beginning of almost like trying to force them to drug shuyot. I'm not sure how that's Very happens. good. He's saying over here, so this is very important. He says, this happens, these things happen mimela. Meaning because there's such a drastic shinui on normal things of levush, food. So as it is, you're experiencing a big shift. You're already experiencing it. There's no need to force something that's happening mimela. Now just sit with your, sit with whatever's going on with you with zero expectations. You're right. If it's with expectations, you're already lost. Sit with it with zero expectations. Chaim Kramer once told me years ago, uh, it was the night before Pesach, or two nights before Pesach, he was giving a shir at Simchat Shlomo by Reb Sholem Brat, this is like close to 20 years ago, and he said, you know, there's so many mitzvahs, say, there's so many mitzvahs say in Lot say Seder night, it's unbelievable, right? You could be in the biggest mitzrayim because of all these things. You just sit there before Seder and say, you're bonus I really would love to like make sure I do as much good at, uh, right as much right tonight as possible, and then go into the seder. So it's not relieving you from the avoda, but it's also putting things into context. Nachon, there's hype. It happens once a year. He's saying over here, but since there's all these changes happening, mimela, take advantage of what's happening anyway. But then, by the way, once you do it Pesach, then you do it other moments. Yeah. Then you'll be able to start doing it every day for the really spiritually in tune person. Every single day is a completely new day. The Kabbalists wake up in the morning like it's either Tishabav or Rosh Hashanah every single day. It's a completely new sun, it's completely new air. The more in tune you are with inside what's going on, that's what life becomes, ends up becoming. And then you'll, through these mitzvahs that happen infrequently, you will reveal within yourself this strong way of thinking. You'll be able to then come to take this work of machshava, tova, and chazaka to the mundane. It's like this. How excited do we get when a guest walks into shul on Shabbos that's visiting from the States or whatever, right? So he's saying this. I think that's what he's saying over here. He's like, sit with that for a second. Be with that experience and discover what that makes you feel. Like, not to the point where you're like, you know, trying to like, when you're overanalyzing and you lose, you kill the moment. But he's saying over here, just be in tune with who you are and what about this moment really is special. Sit with it in its simplicity. Then start, and then eventually every person that you know and see all the time will, will have that same effect on you. You will allow yourself to be basimcha over the mundane just as much as you did with things that happen infrequently. This is the process of a person that's consciously working on machshavot, tovot, chazakot. He didn't yet tell us, though, how to, you know, what to do, like how to actually distract yourself from the things that you shouldn't give any thought. Well, the, the, also the question on that is on the stuff that we shouldn't be giving thought to or that we're distracting ourselves or using mantras or using stories or whatever it is. Right. The question is, 
at some point, is the correct thing to say, deal with it, or is the point, never deal with it? I mean, two different toasts. <coughs> From here, it's like a big kiddish. It's like, just put it out of your mind and like eventually go away. But will it eventually go away? My well, how is mantras and stories not dealing? I understand distractions isn't dealing with it, but mantras, if the mantra actually if it, if addresses it, if it, if it, 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 correct, you know, or the story mm -hmm. addresses it or helps, like on a root level, then it is dealing with it, no? Correct. As long as the next time you're triggered by that, you're not triggered. Correct. Right. But then you come in, you come in contact with that, you're not triggered. Correct. Or you're, you're less triggered each time you're less triggered. Nachon. If it changes the way, nachon. If the mantra ends up changing the way that you automatically respond, then the, then there's then that way. You see, we're usually I'm not trying to put you out of business, chas but we usually think like we take the bit, you know, the the we have to take all the heavy stuff and all that straight only to sit in the in the chair. But if the Chazal have told us certain things that you know can definitely play a role, I mean, he, the optimistic Canadian said before, just say a pasuk, right? Uh, <laughs> uh, he, I would say this in training. We laugh, we laugh at it all the time, right? Then just say a pasuk, Tovalot Lashem. You know that it's not going to work for most of us Americans for sure. Not uh, sorry to interrupt. No, no, that's Unless not about that pasuk has with nachon, it. Nachon, nachon, nachon. There are so listen. That's all you really need. Maybe it is anything. that simple. But isn't he talking about it like kind be. of first line of defense here? Like you don't want to, you don't want to fall into it. That's what you started with. Was is when that thing hits you. This is right. Rabbi Nachman thing says you can only have one thought at a time. Right. right? So right. and any thought that's bad is coming from the other side. Right. Any thought. So and and so if you can only have one at a time, and you replace the bad one with the good one, then poof, the bad one's gone. And if you get used to doing that and get used to doing that. It doesn't mean you never have to come back and deal with the bad thought, but it means first line defense is don't feed into it. Don't let, don't let it get worse. Because that could never, because that down, can never be good. Like in any situation, yeah. that could never be productive or good. Yeah. But it doesn't necessarily mean that you're not going to end up dealing with it. That must Again, be another, that, that's a later chapter. That's a later. It's not. Yeah, we're not there yet. I think what Ari is saying is like when you connect, it's not just about saying the pasuk. You get anyone just rattle off a pasuk. It's, you've already meditated and thought about it. It's sunk into you. There's deafness to that mantra or pasuk that like right. uh, like speaks to you. So when you call upon it and bring it to the forefront, it brings you back to that place of more depth and more centered. It's like an antibiotic ointment on a thing. Maybe it takes a few shichvot, but like it actually Eventually. it does a thing. Yeah, I mean, I'm honestly, I I, I think that we're gonna be continue to be guided directly from him, I've just, again, like, to go back to the beginning of Shir, he's talking about, like, triggers and distractions, and there's so many more today than there ever was. <clears throat> so, like, the beginning of Shir, we were saying, either he's looking down at us and he's, like, saying shikoyach, or he's saying, you guys are crazy if you think you could have anything to do with Torahs like this in the world you're living in. I'd, rather, I'd like to believe the first. Mm. I would like to believe in the first, I don't know. But we have to give ourselves koyach to believe in the first, you know. We have to. Beseder, Yeshua Koyach, we'll continue Beseder Hashem Friday morning. <laughs>